Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Songwriting Saves the World. If you are currently listening on Spotify, then you can download it and like it and follow the podcast on there. If you're listening on iTunes, then you can follow and like and comment and leave a review. And five stars. <laughs> five stars, exactly. We have some really cute five star reviews on there. We Not do. to like like hype us up, but like go read them and then like make <laughs> your own. And if you're listening on soundcloud you can also follow and like it and leave a comment but yeah all right so now to social media because we know you love to see what we post so make sure that you're keeping up with everything that we do you can follow us on instagram at songwriting saves the world at twitter at song saves world Mm -hmm. or on facebook at songwriting saves the world go like the page get your grandmother to like it grandfather great grandmother and great grandfather baby sister baby brother dog cat all of them cows farm animals Cow- we love cows <laughs> can't and forget if you farm animals really 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 like our show then you can support us on patreon at songwriting saves the world for four dollars a month you get extra content from the guests like song breakdowns and a songwriting saves the world laptop sticker so cute pink everyone wants one everyone wants one subliminal messaging Ooh, messaging you want one <laughs> <laughs> okay let's Hop into the episode. I feel like a YouTuber when I do that, but it's kind of <laughs> fun. Transition. Let's jump in. It sounds like a Disney channel where they're like, let's jump back. Like, let's jump in. Let's jump in. Okay, we're jumping. <laughs> Jump. <laughs> All right, guys. So today we're talking about good old TikTok. Okay, yeah. In honor... <laughs> Of TikTok being almost banned in the United States, we're taking a little detour this week into the whole world of TikTok and TikTok music specifically. Because it was kind of, I had a mixed reaction. Like, obviously, TikTok is now not being banned, but for a second there, it was. It was gonna be over, it was gonna be done, it was gonna be off iTunes, off the App Store. And I can't lie, I had mixed emotions about it. I felt like. I was like, okay. <laughs> I felt like Bye. for mental health's sake, for the sake of of people's mental health across the nation, it would probably be a good thing. Mm-hmm. And for the sake of entertainment, it would probably be a bad thing. But we're not here to talk about either of those things. We're here to talk about music. For the sake of music and the music industry, what has TikTok done? What would removing TikTok have done? We're going to cover our favorite TikTok tunes and artists. We're going to cover what TikTok has taught us about musical hooks. And we're going to cover what effect TikTok has had on the music industry as a whole. My favorite TikTok artist is actually an artist that Sasha showed me. Um, I saw her video. The She's the one who did the You Were in the 1975 for Me yeah. video, yeah. right? I saw that video and I really liked it, but I never like went and looked for her mm-hmm. music until Sasha was like, her music feels like fall and sent me a couple songs. Mm-hmm. It's Lizzie, Mc- Lizzie McAlpine. Alpine? Yeah. Yeah. Lizzie McAlpine. She's the one that I really, really love. <laughs> I've been listening to her music a lot recently. And it's, I mean, mag- it feels like fall. It really, really does. And I really like it. She's like, yeah. yeah. If any of you guys are frequent TikTok goers, then you probably know the like, you were in the 1975 and I was and think about getting high. That was her. 
But she also goes to Berkeley College of Music, I believe, and she has an album out recently, and she's doing a lot of cool stuff. So that's an example. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, a really good, like, music-y, musical musician who yeah. came from TikTok. I don't know if this counts as someone who came from TikTok, but I did hear her music first there, and that's Doja Cat. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, I heard, like, Say So was the first thing I heard of her. And that no was from way. TikTok. And I know that she, like, blew up when, like, Moo came out and everything. But she also she, like, yeah. blew up to an astronomical level from TikTok because of the Say So dance. That's insane. Yeah. I didn't know that you found Doja Cat through TikTok. I sure did. And now, Queen. There's kind of, like, this debate, I feel like, about... How do I put this in, like, a correct, like, a way that won't, like, hurt anyone's feelings? Is it about people who are, like, musicians? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On TikTok? Anik just did quote so, marks, just so you know. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I don't think there is a pol- politically correct way to say it. I mean, I guess there is, but it's just the thought of people who blew up on TikTok who are never really actually into music and just kind of got a platform and then started releasing things and people who are like i live bleed and like die music so there's this quote that i was thinking of when i was looking for stuff to talk about in this episode and it's the quote that says success is when preparation meets opportunity and i felt Mm -hmm. like that was kind of an interesting thing to talk about because in a lot of ways that has stayed true But with the kind of, like, fast fame apps and platforms that have developed, like, in our lifetime, in our day, they've Mm. kind of, in some ways, allowed people to, like, bypass that. But I think it's frustrating because, so, for example, we were talking about, what's the, is it Dixie? Put out a song. Dixie D'Amelio, who released the song, and it's, like, of course it's going to be super popular and she's going to get picked up by labels and whatnot because she's already famous, and it's... It kind of goes back to what we were talking about with Janine and what we were talking about with Shamir, which is they kind of look for people who already have a platform, who already have a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of followers and just tend to go to them and be like, okay, we're going to make this person a star. We're going to make you put out songs. We're going to write for you, et cetera, versus like artists who are really into music, study Mm -hmm. it, like hone their craft and have been working at it for years whether they're songwriters or just guitarists just like other types of musicians and then instead of being like okay let's look for musicians and do some sort of artist development it's just kind of like fast fame let's look at this person yeah they're like oh you are famous for making dances for 30 seconds put out a song because you have millions of followers interesting and possibly like i like i totally see like that it's frustrating. But I have a counter-argument for you. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. And my counter-argument kind of revolves around the quote. So, like, success is when preparation meets opportunity. But mm-hmm. if someone is to become, like, Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, like, a super famous mega mm-hmm. pop star, as we know, and as we talk a lot about on this podcast, that job description is mostly not music-related things. There's a lot of promo. There's a lot of branding yourself. There's a lot of just, like, being a kind of character that people can like and, like, latch on to. So when someone like Dixie D'Amelio, who 
we are not calling out in a, like in a negative way or anything like that. <laughs> I fully yeah, no, watch her awesome, TikToks like, like she's cool, whatever. But um, just yeah. as like for the sake of an example of someone who to to the public knowledge wasn't like working on music before TikTok, didn't get famous on the app for that, but that now that she's famous mm-hmm. is releasing music and like trying to build a music career. Maybe like her preparation wasn't her like preparation as in like the quote meaning of it wasn't music but it was something else whatever like allowed her to gain that audience like like branding like Mm -hmm. promotion like just kind of being a public figure and learning to be really good at that and that's what Mm -hmm. that's like the aspect of the like being a pop star that she that she fairly brought to the table I don't know. But I think that a lot of people, like, you're talking about Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, were, like, mega pop stars, which, like, but a lot of people don't really enjoy being famous, but it all boils down to their love for music that brought them to that position to begin with. It's, like, you deal with a whole bunch of things that aren't that pleasant, but it all boils down to your love for what you do, and it isn't always necessarily, like, oh, the business standpoints that I love creating and I love doing music like Ariana Grande was in musicals and doing theater and stuff since she was a child Taylor Swift was like knocking on the door of record labels like hey listen to my music pay attention to me and a lot of stuff that comes with fame isn't all that great but it's like I love what I do I love creating so this is what I have to do to be able to you know have this career like taking like Disney stars and like making them singers like any like any like kid yeah. like i'm imagining like <laughs> some like tiger mom and like her like children who can like barely like walk down the street but she's like you're gonna sing you're gonna act you're gonna dance <laughs> literally they're like this is the song and you're gonna act right like, you're gonna like, give before it they can all tie their own all. shoes this is your they're heart d- your soul <laughs> before they can <laughs> before they can like properly read a sentence they're like you can listen you're to this melody and repeat threat. after me so I guess it's just what it is is just more like capitalizing on fame. I know that sounds really bad, but yeah. Yeah. So TikTok has is. allowed a lot more of that. But I mean, Vine Vine did that. Musical.ly did that. Anything. Disney Channel did that, like we said. I feel like Vine didn't do that as much. The only person I can Mr. think of that Mendes. really made it from Vine was Shawn Mendes. Because That's Vine was seven though, seconds. Because like you say really made it but we don't know like who's gonna really make it until years after tiktok is gone i'm trying to think i don't know so the thing with tiktok is that if you like sing a couple of the songs i would know what Mm -hmm. they were i'd be able to sing like the little clip that's played over and over again but i don't know the artist i don't know the full song like outside of tiktok i would not like sit down and listen so i was gonna like ask about that too because I feel like there are some songs that I have, like, honest to God, only heard on TikTok, looked up from TikTok, and liked it because of that. Like, I found, that's exactly how mm-hmm. I found Lizzie McAlpine. And, you know, the yeah, song. Yeah, I really like her. Like, I still get butterflies and you're inside my mind. I heard that on TikTok, and it was mm-hmm. only the I still get butterflies, like, tiny little snippet, and I looked it up, and I listened to that all the time. It's actually funny because that guy, I saw mm-hmm. a video of his where he had to be like, hey, guys, I'm the guy who sings the I Still Get Butterflies song. Like, would you please go actually stream it? <laughs> because, like, TikTok doesn't actually count as streams. And, like, everyone knows this song, but nobody knows who I am. Yeah. Because people don't look up. People don't, like, 
go find what they're listening to. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like as far as who's going to, like, outlive TikTok, I guess, which, I mean, TikTok almost reached its demise, so it's kind of, like, topical to talk about this. But I feel like it's the people, it's the people who were genuinely, like, had their whole, their their life was music before, and then this was just kind of the platform that they got discovered on. Like, there's some real musical, music yeah musical people like there was a rolling stone article called yeah. missing live solos on tiktok that kind of highlighted some instrumentalists that have become really popular like blue the tiger who's a bassist like mm-hmm. Toa bird who's a guitarist and loads of other people and i thought that was really interesting and cool because in kind of i feel like since the I don't know, 90s, 2000s, whatever. I wasn't alive in the 90s, but I'm going <laughs> to go off of what I think I know. Like, the kind of outside of the musical community and world, people mm-hmm. knowing and appreciating, like, instrumentalists has kind of lessened. And so mm-hmm. I thought, like, before, I guess, in, like, big bands, people would know everyone because it was only live performances and you had to buy records and, like, you had to be really into it so you would know the people. But now, like, no, like, tell me your favorite band's guitarist. Like, I yeah. dare you. Like, I bet you don't know. <laughs> and, like, their musical history and stuff. So I, th- I thought that that was, like, one of my favorite things I saw on TikTok was people, like, hearing, like, bass solos and being, like, that's fucking sick. Like, <laughs> hearing, like, Blue to Tiger, like, jam out and being, like, that's so cool. And there's just been, like, a lot of appreciation for, like, female instrumentalists, female guitarists, female bassists, drummers i've seen and stuff and so that's one of my favorite things that has come off of it and like rolling stone wrote about it like that's some musicy shit yeah, right there huge yeah i will say i do love that like that's it's nice for instrumentalists to get some attention and to be able to shine on their own outside of yeah. being a part of like a band or backing a vocalist and an interesting thing that i just thought of is that Maybe, like, different apps where musicians can, like, showcase their work that are social media apps, like, at their core. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a great way to find people to work with or people who are doing, like, the same thing as you. As a songwriter, like, you can find, like, songwriters on TikTok who are, like, talking Mm -hmm. about it and talking about process and stuff on there. And you can also kind of do that on Instagram is, like, kind of what I did before I had, like, a network. But mm-hmm. social media is, like, a really interesting way to do that. I know we've, ta- we've talked about that, like, on the Annika Wells episode. We talked about, like, she has her credits and everything in her Instagram highlights. But TikTok is kind of an interesting platform for that. Remember what um Alina, yeah, that yeah, Alina yeah. Smith, yeah. she has, like, on their website, there's a website that's, like, linked to it. And you can find people to do um top lining and if you're looking for producers and everything is on there if you need like a demo singer so it's kind of also a way that you can connect with artists that's really cool i like stuff like that like i definitely love using social media as a networking tool and i think especially as artists it's our best networking (laughs) tool because like no one's on linkedin right right you know some people be on linkedin I mean, maybe people work at record labels. But I think that um, the only thing with TikTok is if it's people that you're only seeing on your, what's it called? Explore, your, not your explore oh, for page, you page. Your for you page. 
if it's people that you're seeing on your for you page it may be that it has like millions of views and millions of likes right so it's not as easy to get in contact with those people but i guess if you're searching and like digging for people then don't forget though more anyone is tool. reachable like we say that anyone but, is reachable but seriously we want you guys to feel empowered no everyone is reachable and definitely that's how we you do know, this shit that's reach out we do to this people. show we just blow up people's really phones do. Like, hey, hey. Thought you heard the last of me? <laughs> nope. Come on our show. <laughs> it's actually hilarious. It really is. I really want to know. It's funny because people, like, who, like, what the guests who we get on the show kind of, like, think of some of the approaches we've taken <laughs> to getting people on the show. I mean, everyone who's come Sometimes on. Sometimes when I'm writing the email, I'm like, should I adjust? Like, I don't, like, like I don't want to seem too excited, but, like, I do. But, like, I am excited. How do you seem professional but just not overly excited about it? I I don't know. I don't know if I strike that balance. I always <laughs> I read my own emails and I'm like, that really could have gone gushing. either way. <laughs> or maybe I was gushing. <laughs> I mean, we do. Sometimes when we're trying to get like people who are really like a reach on, we're like, no, we got to turn up the gush. Be like, you are my life story. Like, you... <laughs> Like, you are the I reason breathe. that I picked up a pencil <laughs> and wrote my first song. Oh, Me my God. Okay, so you want to talk about the next thing, which was what TikTok has taught us about musical hooks, melodically and lyrically. I think you should take that one away. I have an interesting observation that I just realized um, as I was reading my notes through this, is that I went and looked up, like, what are the most like 10 most popular songs that have come off of tiktok mm-hmm. and i found a buzzfeed article it told me it's super useful love buzzfeed love and BuzzFeed. so i wrote down like lax by josh 685 roses by i don't know these people's names they're like djs saint jhn <laughs> boss bitch doja cat super lonely by benny benay stunning by curtis waters sober up by ajr featuring rivers Cuomo, Lottery by K Camp, which is Renegade, and Roxanne by okay. Arizona Zervas. Zervas? I can't say their names. I'm sorry, everybody. But what was funny about that is I wrote down those those song titles, and then next to them I wrote down like what would remind me of what those were. So like next mm-hmm. to Laxed by Josh Six Eight Five, I just have parentheses. Do, 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 na, 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 do, na, na, <laughs> Which is... Well, we'll say, like, three that you listed are, like, some of the hooks are very repetitive, like, saying right. the same thing over but and over again. Do you and, recognize yeah. that? The do, 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 na, 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 yeah. na, I was like, I wouldn't know anything about that if I didn't know that one part. And then, like, <laughs> for the Roses song, I just wrote, like a rose in parentheses, so, like, like a rose... Na 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 na. You know that one? Oh, See? Okay. okay. One. And then we have Boss Bitch and Super Lonely. I know those very well because I listen to them off of TikTok. Stunning by Curtis Waters. Like, I'm a pretty boy. I'm stunning. There's so many. There's that. Um, sober up. I just have hello, hello. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Oh, I love Do that you know song. know the whole song. That, that wasn't famous from TikTok. Yeah, that, I know, famous but not on from TikTok. TikTok. Not necessarily famous from TikTok. Oh, I learned it, like, a year ago. I was in Grenada, and this guy, Connor, 
listen to it all the time. And he was like, oh, it's a band I like. I I'm literally like, have never heard the song. I just know that one part. And it sounds yeah. like it's, I don't know. I like, he, having heard that so many times, I'm like, how does that even fit into the song? But hello. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's the very beginning of the song. So it's just like hilarious to me. I feel like that speaks a lot to hooks because I literally, all I had to say was do, 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 na, 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 do, na, na, na. And we were like, oh, I know what that is. If you could like guarantee, like if I was having a song come out and I was like, I could guarantee for sure that it's going to be famous on TikTok. I think that would be an interesting experiment because it tells you like exactly what part of that song people like is the best is the best exactly because there's gonna be like five seconds that everybody knows Mm -hmm. and so and what i think also is interesting is that those five seconds are not always the chorus like people will have something like the the hello hello i'm not where i'm supposed to be you said is the very beginning of the song like i don't even i don't know the rest but like that part is what caught people and also like the power of melodic hooks like the do 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 thing is just a melt it's literally like what instrument is that i have no idea is it like a voice pitched up like no idea i couldn't tell you well it makes me just kind of think of the simplicity of things because i think a lot of the time as writers will be like oh we want to have like a very interesting melody or like some super cool like metaphor like you know and sometimes i'll like listen to what's popular and i'm like this is great and it's wiggle 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 yeah (laughs) i'm out here like trying to write like Mozart off the page and then it's yeah. like what is making millions of dollars is wiggle 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 do, 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 do. <laughs> so I think that for me my only real thing would just be it boils down to the simplicity of things like it doesn't have to be anything super profound all the time and it if it isn't it doesn't mean that it's bad obviously yeah and also sometimes like things that are super simple are really profound yeah. Like, if you can say something that is moving and say it in a really simple way, like, I know we've talked about this before, but that's always, that's the Everyone goal. Everyone gets it. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking about this just the other day because we were writing a song. And mm-hmm. I had written this part that just, like, I liked it, but it felt, like, so simple. I was like, is this, like, too basic? Is it too, like... I was like, I love it. I don't know. And then I played it for Anique, and she really liked it. I was like, that's the chorus. And we had this whole talk about, like, maybe it doesn't doesn't have to be, like, crazy. It doesn't have to be complicated. And also, like, kind of, ooh, this is kind of a negative thing about hooks. But <laughs> since everyone only cares about the hook, songs have been getting shorter. Like, I mm-hmm. think I have it written that Old Town Road is only a minute and 53 seconds long. Oh, really? Yeah. Would you rather have lived in a time when music was consumed slower? That's tricky because I feel like the digital age of being able to have like all this music that can can be can be consumed very quickly at the tip of our fingers mm-hmm. is great because I've been able to discover more music now than I would have been able to discover in the past. Yeah. Because you would be buying records mm-hmm. versus being able to stream music, which even though streaming kind of sucks for artists, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I can definitely tell we know that because we have not made much. But <laughs> I love that it's so easy to discover artists and like stumble upon people's albums because like w- if you don't have a whole bunch of spending money, 
you're not going to buy records that you know nothing about yeah. unless you know that that person has gotten some traction. Yeah. I was thinking a similar thing in that, like, the positives of living in a time when, like, music was consumed slower was that there would be more, like, breathing room for artists. Like, you can just have mm-hmm. album tracks and you can have songs that are longer and you can say more and you can, like, care more about the craft of that. Yeah. But the negative side is that it was way less of a level playing field. Like, like mm-hmm. resources for distributing your songs were not accessible. I mean, you could co- concerts, right? So, like, going on live tour, music. live music. But reaching, like, the level, it's kind of, honestly, I think it kind of has screwed with our brains. Like, I feel like it's insane that I will look at, like, a YouTube video and I'll, it'll, I'll see that it has, like, 100,000 views. And I'll be like, oh, it doesn't have that many views. Like, yeah. that's absurd. But can you imagine 100,000 people in a room? Like, I can't, like, you can't. Like, that is so many people. And it's so weird that, like, our thought of, like, how we are interpreting scale has changed mm-hmm. so much with technology and for music. And I think that, like, making this podcast and, like, writing songs that are, put out and stuff kind of like in the past chunk of my life has really you might think that it would have like increased that like how that like weird off way of thinking about scale but I feel like it's brought me down to earth a lot more because like we have mm. we have like a couple of weeks ago someone who's who signed up for our patreon who lives in Australia oh, yeah. so hi if you're listening and I Hello. literally like was in the car that day and I was like, there is somebody who listens to like our podcast who lives in Australia, <laughs> like one person, but like, like, do you know this person? Th- right. Like that's kind of crazy to me. And no, that's super the cool. numbers, like smaller numbers seem significant to me. Like purple, like we like me and Anique and our friend Liam and Rachel all wrote this song called Purple that is actually, it's the end credit song for this show. So if you like that, go listen <laughs> to it on Spotify. It's sung by Rachel Bachner. And it has like what, like 130,000 like something streams right now? And yeah, I think so. Like Around that there. That number is huge. I'm like a couple. But it was like for every little, vic- like every single time it would reach like a thousand to like, 5,000 every single time we're like oh my god this is yeah insane. we would this freak out because like a few years ago nobody had ever heard something i had written you know nobody <laughs> at all not even my family i was like i'm not sharing this with anyone and now i'm like over a hundred thousand people have heard something that i wrote and so i feel like the numbers game is so weird and i feel like how people interpret like what is popular, what is a lot right now is really kind of, I mean, bad for your mental health is like only the beginning. Like, (laughs) it's a lot. But also, once you start creating things, I feel like that kind of goes away because, like, Australia is on the other side of the world and there is a lovely person there who cares enough about us talking to, like, be a patron. I don't know. It's just that a great like cry. I might cry. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so the last things we have to cover are, you know, this is like 
the fun part. It was always fun. But the non-TikTok related question, so just something I've been putting out there. You know how like we have love languages and like you what is it? Like quality mm-hmm. time, physical touch, presence, words of affirmation. Words and of affirmation. Pick one. There's one more. Yeah. It's five, right? It's five. Or six. Quality five. time, physical touch, words of affirmation. Oh, Oh, acts like like doing stuff for you. Oh yeah. So I was wondering just if like sending like irrelevant memes like <laughs> a love language. Because I think it does. I'm out here with long distance friendships. Like, I think that I think that is language. our love language. Cause I was just going through an Aquarius like horoscope account on Instagram. Um, and Aquarius specific ones, like I love to get into that community. And I was just like reading <laughs> through them and just like, oh, I'll send this one to Anique, I'll send this one to Anique. Just like fi- like I'm fully like scrolling for the purpose of finding ones to send. <laughs> Same. Sometimes I'll look at them and I'm like, this one's not exactly, good. Exactly, that's what I think too. <laughs> this is related to TikTok because TikTok is kind of a meme centered memes meme centered so i don't really have much to say about that just like you know if you're listening to this and you want that to qualify as a love language we might start a petition and it's more just like this is we're just talking about like the the weekly news of of our brains just something for us to do together just something to mull over build a community yeah so the other thing was about povs so i know what pov stands for but i wasn't understanding how it related to oh, our topic. it doesn't i was just gonna talk about okay them being if we're gonna talk about tiktok i have to address the fact that they are off the rails they are really yeah the povs, oh, the POVs? are out of pocket <laughs> i would like for people to so stop for the petition for like memes being a love language we also have to p- petition to stop povs i will be the first person to sign that because it really needs to end I've only seen terrible ones, and I at this point I am convinced that there are no good ones. And I'm like, do y'all all have like act like huge acting ambitions, <laughs> or like what is the point of this? And also like some of the things people think of, I'm like, why are you imagining a situation in which you want this to happen? Like why can't all the POVs be like positive? Because people would be like, I'm chasing down your murderer, and I'm like, what the hell like i'm just scro- <laughs> I'm just scrolling on tiktok that's when you're like it's time to go to sleep like i don't want to be in that point of view <laughs> it's like when we were saying day, like i'm standing in your shoes and in your shoes i can't understand where you're coming I'm really, from when people are like no seriously you're not like just try to see where i'm coming from i'm like i'm in the shoes i'm in but your I'm shoes they're tied absurdity. both of them are tied <laughs> double knotted i don't get it <laughs> I'm afraid, actually. Well, I think that was a good... That was a good conversation. A good little deep dive. For someone who knows nothing about TikTok... I was really... We have the TikTok expert. No, I'm not... I am not claiming that title. (laughs) (laughs) I will not have that. (laughs) Don't say that shit in public. Don't say that shit in public. Wrapping up, don't say that shit in public. This episode was kind of... A little all over the place, but we just felt like we, as who is you know, we are. I am definitely a little all over the place as of recently. Same. If you can't tell from how I'm speaking right now, 
we wanted to have a chat. I wanted to just talk with us because we love interviewing people. Like, love it so mm-hmm. much. I love talking to people. But sometimes we just have to take it back and take a deep dive into, you know, a topic of interest, of shared interest. We would love to hear your thoughts. We would really love to hear your thoughts. So, you know, you can freaking DM us, comment, let us know if you think that sending memes qualifies as a love language, at least in, like, long-distance circumstances. And let (laughs) us know what you think about, about TikTok. Let us know if you actually look up the songs you hear on TikTok or if you've found any musicians you love from there. It's the same thing as when we were talking to Rachel about getting people to her actual page because she was like, okay, I'm getting a whole bunch of streams, but I'm not getting fans. Like I need people to come and listen and find me and like follow my account and pre-save and stuff. And that's when I asked, remember I asked Mimi and Adri and Elaine and I was like, what does it take for you guys to hear a song that you like and then follow go find and follow the yeah. artist? And most of them said that they don't. Yeah, that was such an interesting moment because that's a really tough, like, marketing hurdle to get over. Like, you didn't get people to hear, mm-hmm. but to get people to care enough to take an action that isn't passive. Like, them mm-hmm. just hearing it on a Spotify playlist and like clicking like like does that that barely qualifies as an action like it's a tiny action so i think that that's just an overall obstacle that musicians whether it's from like tiktok or just being a musician outside of tiktok it's still an obstacle that you have to face and it's a tough one because most people i mean even i mean i think that i'm guilty of it when it comes to tiktok Mm -hmm. obviously because if i anything that i've heard from tiktok i really haven't looked up Mm -hmm. the artist but if it's something that I hear on Spotify and I like a song, I will usually go to the artist page and listen to the album. Right. I think I do that if I really like a song. I usually look up people. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think that for the most part, I usually do. But in this case, I guess on TikTok, like the guy was saying, like, hey, it's right. me. And that because oh, his I name mean, is I don't Thomas Heaton, by the way. Strolling. I want to, like, give him no credit. Butterflies hey, Thomas. by Thomas Heaton. <laughs> so, yeah, it's. I don't know. It's a difficult thing to overcome, I think. We hope that you guys are all doing well and taking care of yourselves. And we hope you really like this episode and go drink some water. You know, go stretch. Stay hydrated. Love yourself. Focus on yourself. Stay healthy. Love others. Okay. Should we, should we say bye? Is this turning into like a manifestation, like meditate with us? Yeah. I just feel like it's important. Welcome to our Welcome FaceTime to- calls. <laughs> That's for real, though. A lot of our FaceTime calls recently have just been, hey, relax. (laughs) But seriously, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for liking the show. And we'll be back. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Brand new episode. See you next week. Even in the dark, I see your face.